Praise the Lord, everyone. It's Brother Cruz here, your host for the Everyday Upstokes podcast, where the individual shares their story for God's glory. I do hope you enjoyed the last episode we had with Sister Tash Copian, all the way from Coswell Lighthouse in Adelaide, about her maiden name, of course, being Barandov, the daughter of Pastor Jeff Barandov. But also on top of that, I just want to greet all our listeners, whether it be here in Australia or in other parts of the world. Greetings in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, before I proceed, I just want to share a testimony, just want to share a story. Uh, so today, well, probably at the time of recording, after work, I went to the supermarket to, and I felt had, you know, I felt like having some cereal, right? And I went to the, you know, the cereal section, and of course, there was a particular cereal box that was on special, and it was a cereal called Crispix. This is for those living here in Australia. And I started to smile, and I started to probably have a bit of a giggle, have a bit of a laugh, because, uh, this, uh, this cereal took me back to my days when uh, it was new back in the late 90s and my mom used to buy it. And, you know, cereal was supposed to last for a week or so. But being the little kid I was, having a big appetite, instead of lasting a week, it lasted around two days. And my mom would get, would get upset. And looking back right now, I just had a bit of a laugh and I thought, you know, I'm going to have some of this to bring back those memories. Unfortunately, my mom is no longer here. She passed away in 2016. So it was a bit of a way of not just giving me a smile, you know, a bit of a smile on my face, but just reliving those memories of loved ones. And I just thought I want to share that you know, to anyone that may be listening. You may have a family member that's passed on and, you know, when you purchase a particular item or you see something that uh, brings back memories of your loved ones, you know, I do hope that it not only just gives you a smile, but it helps you. It gives you some joy as well, you know, the memories they've left behind. And if I was to be really honest, man, I miss my mom. I really miss her every day. And, you know, the reason why I'm serving the Lord was because, because of her. And that's why I thought I'd just share that. But look, moving on. Now for this week's guest, we're having the, the husband to Sash, which is Reverend Jamie Copian. And... During the time of this recording, just recently got his minister's license, and I just want to say once again, if he does hear this, congratulations, Reverend Jamie, on you know becoming the local licensed minister and you're becoming a big help uh, with the church in Adelaide. So it's wonderful to see that there are many young ministers being licensed, especially at a young age, to help out not only just local church but also be a good example and a be and a good ambassador in this nation of Australia and all and over in the kingdom of the Lord. But just as Jamie, you know, just as Tess shared her story, Jamie shares his story, his beginnings, where it all started. And I'm just thankful that as for Jamie being an everyday apostolic, he gets to share his journey somewhere or somewhere. And I hope it's be encouraging to you as the listener to see that you may be in the same shoes as Jamie, where brother Jamie, sorry, where he, you know, he had his ups and downs, but he's still serving the Lord. Once again, if you do hear some interference, my apologies for the audio, but I'll keep on I'll keep on keeping on making sure that the audio be improved throughout future episodes, and I do appreciate your patience. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Reverend Jamie Copian from the Gospel Gospel Lighthouse, all the way in Adelaide, sharing his story for God's glory. Once again, hope you enjoy the podcast, and the podcast can be on an Apple Podcast and on Spotify. Brother Cruz, your host. Enjoy. Take it easy. Hey, Jamie. Hey, my brother. How are you, bro? Good, my bro. Thank you for having me. No worries. Let's get straight into bro. So, first of all, uh, welcome to the Everyday Apostolics podcast, where today, or tonight, sorry, you're going to be sharing your story for God's glory. Sounds great. <laughs> right, awesome. So, without further ado, my bro, so, look, I'm going to give you this time to tell us about yourself, uh, you know, your upbringing, your background, your journey, uh, you know, where, you know, where it all started for you, and uh, and I'm going to give you this moment right now, so take it away, my bro. Awesome, yeah. I started all the way back in the Philippines, a beautiful country, uh, grew up there until uh, I was eight years old. And then I moved here to Australia with, with my brother. My mum had already uh, came here before uh, in 1999. Uh, she married my stepfather. So they brought us out uh, here in 2004. And I've been in Adelaide ever since. 
<laughs> nice, nice and sweet, my bro. But listen, <laughs> yeah. um, with most of my guests, my the most of the guests that have been on the show, um, I I usually ask this question, especially moving from overseas. Mm. Um, when you moved, when you moved overseas, uh, Jamie, when you was it a bit of a culture shock coming from you know a place such as the Philippines to here in Australia? Oh, absolutely, yeah, very different. So where I came from, you knew everyone in your town, so you, you practically related to everyone there. So you just go down the road, and and that was your auntie or that was your uncle. And coming here, it was very different. Uh, you didn't even really know your neighbour as much. So yeah, so that was a li- little bit of a culture shock for me. But uh, yeah, I've adjusted it uh, adjusted really well. In regards to adjusting, how long did it take you to adjust? coming from the Philippines to Australia? Was it weeks or was it months or was it a couple of years? Yeah, I think because we were uh, younger, I was eight years old, so it was a, a little bit easier for me to adjust. So, uh, yeah, it was. It probably took about a year to really adjust to the lifestyle. But, um, yeah, like, for uh, for example, as well, the uh, the language barrier was a, a big thing. I, I didn't speak uh, much English at all. I knew some words, but uh, we were able to learn it quite quickly. Within a couple of months, we were able to, to have a good conversation and then it just uh, got better from there. Nice. And then, from, of course, you know, we, you know adopting, um, adapting to, of course, the fear of the language, uh, you know, we've learned in English and so on and so forth. Um, were you sort of comfortable as well? Was there, the, was there sort of a big Filipino community where you guys were at during the... When these guys were, you know, when these guys uh, migrated from the Philippines? Yeah, what, what what was really good was that my mom worked in a place where uh, there were a lot of Filipinos. So she made a lot of friends straight away where she worked. So when we came here, we were able to meet the, that community and we're still in touch with them right now. So that was really good. So it wasn't um, a big a big shock in, in that regard because there were a lot of Filipinos around when we first came. So they really supported us and obviously they, they spoke a language which really helped the transition. Mm, nice, nice. When, um, so the question I ask on top of that as well, were you, were you born in Pentecost or was it a, were you guys part of a different denomination or how, how did things go from there? How did it all turn about? Yeah, of course. So, Growing up in the Philippines, we have a we had a Catholic background. Uh, most of the people in our town uh, were Catholics, and if anyone was from a different uh, religion, different um, form of Christianity, you were sort of looked down upon because it's very rooted in the traditions. So when we when we came out here in Australia, we stuck to those traditions. We we uh, went to the Catholic church. But not often. It's only ever when we had uh, Easter or Christmas, we would go to the masses. So yeah, we we had uh, we still had that uh, Christian foundation. But obviously, uh, it was uh, it wasn't the the faith which I have now. But um, yeah, we 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 started off in the Catholic faith. <laughs> Amen. As the saying goes, uh, um, I forgot. I think it was Pastor Ben Rebel or or one of the other ministers said that. Uh, uh, you know, when you're converted from Catholicism, you know, they make good Pentecostals. <laughs> That's right, man. They they're very because they're so uh, rooted in their traditions. They 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 love to stick to they stick to church. Really, um, it's their lifestyle. So it's it's great. They make good Christians. Um, obviously, doctrine is something else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's another thing to talk about. But moving on, bro. Okay, what was your experience? When you first, how did it all come about to, you know, into a Pentecostal church? Were you invited or was it like, was there outreach or the word of mouth? How did it all come about? Yeah, it was uh, basically through relationship. So okay. my brother and his his wife now, they both attend the church. Uh, his wife at the time, oh, sorry, his, um, or his wife now at the time wasn't his wife. He was his uh, girlfriend. And so she had actually, uh, she'd actually been uh she walked away from God for a little bit. So she was backslidden for, for that time. And, and that's how, you know, she, she, um, you know, had a relationship relationship with my brother. And while they were, you know, going out, uh, God impressed upon her heart to go back to church. And from there, she started to go to church and started inviting my brother. 
and through through my brother uh, going to church, my brother then invited me to come uh, a few Sundays, and uh, because of my relation, close relationship with my brother, I, I decided to go with him, and um, got a, got an experience to uh, Pentecostalism, uh, which was at the time was quite strange to me. It was completely different because uh, if you've experienced Catholic services before, it's very rigid. Uh, everyone, uh, it's 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 very. I would say I don't know if this is the right word, but choreographed. They have <laughs> their sets. They have their set structures, and so coming to a Pentecostal church where there was a lot of uh, liberty, you know, to to worship and you know to express yourself in um, you know in your worship to God. So that was a, a a big eye opener and a bit of a shock in my in my opinion. But um, yeah, it was a really good uh, opportunity to go into in the church that way, and that's how I came into Pentecostalism. Nice, nice. So, from <laughs> I was just uh, I was just laughing that you mentioned it was choreographed. When you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now you know, of course, entering the Pentecostal church and as a man, these people, I, where, where's what church is this? This is something else. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I felt um, coming into yeah. the service. Everyone was clapping. Everyone was, you know, singing and and just having a good time. That was the that shocked me was that why is everyone you know why is everyone so happy and why is everyone so emotional? Because I always assumed you know you go into church and you, you you're quiet. You wait for the priest to come and you only clap when when they tell you to clap or you only repeat what they say when they say it first. And um, just having that liberty was um, was different and uh, eye-opening mm. it's talk about eye-openers being a being a back to you know being in australia um you know of course being in a country such as australia where you know the population isn't that big as the philippines i believe the philippines are around 100 million i wouldn't be able to tell you bro <laughs> that's okay that's all right, but it's, it's more densely okay let's put it this way it's more densely populated than australia oh absolutely Absolutely, your next door. Your next door is, is practically they live in your house. That's how close you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, for yourself, was it a sort of like man? It's more spacious than. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the thing I'll never forget is driving back from the airport, going to going home. I just remember driving so long, and the houses were evenly spaced out, um, well-designed, and so that was really different. Nice, nice. nice. Um, just of course, I uh, forgot to mention at the beginning, congrat uh, congratulations once again in uh, getting your PCA. It's uh, wonderful to see that. Oh, thank you, my brother. Appreciate that. That's okay. But in like uh, for the next question, what have you? First, you mentioned, of course, you're so, you know, you know uh, uh, being in an environment where beyond that club, you say what if the priest repeats, you say it back. It was mm -hmm. that sort of that, uh, you know, that sort of uh, how can I say it? Um, Very rigid. That's sort of like yes, organized. Very it's very so, organized. Yep, yeah, and then from entering to a Pentecostal church. But what have you learned from your first stepping in, being invited to where you are now? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing for me that I've learned is that you know, learning that the church is not just you know a place where people go for, you know, their, 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 their thick.
Jamie. Yes, sir. All good now, bro? Yes, brother. All right, let's continue on question. Uh, back to the second question. Sorry, what have you learned from your first moments of stepping in? Yes, so... Where you are now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as, uh, as I was saying, that uh, looking at the church itself is... It's not, it's not just a place where you go and if you're, you call yourself a Christian, um, you know, once, once yearly when there's Christmas or Easter, it's not just a place where you go and tick the box and, you know, get your godly fix and then, and then that's it for the rest of the year. But I've learned that the church is, you know, a, a community where, you know, true believers are able to, to go into, uh, into uh, the house of God and, and, and have the liberty to worship and, and praise God together and, and have fellowship with one another and another thing as well uh, since you know coming to coming to god is that understanding um the scripture where it says um he that endures to the end the same shall be saved and uh, and that has had a profound in, impact in my uh, walk with god in that this is uh, this is not a sprint the, the, it is a, a marathon and in my years being in the church, I've seen people come and, and people go, and it's quite sad to see that. But it is very easy for for us to, and you know, and for me to, you know, walk away from God. But that, as the Bible says, you know, he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. So um, we've got to be uh, when when you, we when we decide to really follow Christ, we we have to remember that it is a commitment, and you commit your life to God, and you have to count up the cost and. And you know, follow Jesus Christ as He's as um, called you. Amen, amen, uh, Jamie. To, uh, well, nicely said. On top of that, as well, bro, look, you know where you are now. Of course, um, you know you've received your local minister's license, mm. and you know it's to see that uh, it's wonderful to see that, and to see how far you've come. Mm. Uh, the question I asked was: Were you very nervous when you went into that? When you went in for that interview? I was. I was a little bit nervous uh, going into the going into the interview. Just it was a little bit overwhelming to see all the all the brethren there, uh, you know, with their laptops and you know looking at me and and uh, you yourself would understand what that's like, uh, Reverend. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was a little nerve wracking, but um, it was very it was great, you know, because after you know they do their deliberating, they they pray for you at the end, which was which was really such a blessing. Um, for that, for that to happen. Amen. Acknowledging our general board of the EPCA, from Superintendent Reverend Stanley Harvey to the presbyters and to those part of the executive board, uh, it's wonderful to see that the church um, is led by men that are, um, but led that you know that have come a long way as well. But back to you, Jamie. Uh, you know to see that what you have learned and where you are now, it's wonderful that you've said that. But mm. also on top of that as well, what is your favorite thing about church? Now, of course, you're you're part of the. I believe you're part of you know, your. These guys are you and Tasha, youth leaders now in the Adelaide Church. So, yes. but apart from youth leadership or youth in general, mm. uh, what are the things that you love about church? I think one of the biggest things that I love about church and and you know following church, uh, sorry, being in in church and following in Christ is that, you know, you really have a sense of purpose and you. You know, you find your identity in Christ. So uh, I found that, you know, growing up in, in Australia, uh, I found in my adolescent years, you know, I was, I was constantly searching, constantly trying to find out, uh, you know, what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be. And when I found, when I found Jesus in, in, at the age of 16, uh, which is a really pivotal moment in my life, because uh, I'm so glad that that I found Jesus at that age, because that it's it's in the, those moments in that age where it's very critical that you know you have a sense of guidance um, in your life, and I'm, I'm so grateful that you know I found Jesus at that time and He steered my path in the right direction. So, and uh, it gave me a good sense of purpose of, of what I wanted to 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 do, uh, and and gave me an identity of who I am. Uh, I understand now that, you know, I'm a child of God and I, and I you know, I belong in his kingdom. And, uh, you know, it's uh, when I look at other people that are striving for, for, you know, earthly things, uh, people that are, you know, striving to, for fame and, and fortune and, you know, wanting temporal pleasures. It's, it's quite sad because, you know, at the end of the day, there's no, 
eternal rewards for that lifestyle. But I know now that if I follow Jesus Christ until the end, you know, there will be a, a reward. There will be, you know, a crown of glory waiting for me. And so it it, it really gives me a, a good perspective on life because at the end of the day, you know, all the successes that we have on this world will not follow us to the grave. So the biggest thing is having a purpose. People will find purpose in this world, but it's very shallow when when God is not involved. So um, having purpose and identity, that's what I one of the biggest things I love about about you know coming to church and following Christ. And obviously, uh, as I mentioned previously, is the community and and uh, having that sense of fellowship with you know with your with your your family. It's basically a family. We're all part of the the family of of, of God. Amen, Jamie. On top of that as well, you know, as you said, at the age of 16, you know, when, uh, you know, when the Lord, you know, when the Lord found you, was that, um, was it a help? Was it also a turning point or, or a helping point, uh, especially mm. during your high school years? Mm. As Absolutely. As Absolutely. Uh, in that, you know, in that, uh, I don't think it's unique to just myself. I think a lot of, a lot of uh, teens around that age struggle with, you know, peer pressure. They struggle with, you know, trying to fit in, trying to make sure that you're not the one that stands out. So you just follow the crowd. And and then when I when I found Jesus uh, at that age, and when I gave my life uh, to Him a few years later, because obviously there was a there was a bit of a, a reluctance uh, at the start. You know, uh, coming from a, a lifestyle where you know I was only Christian in in word, but not Christian in deed. So really transitioning into full commitment into 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 uh, the church and full commitment to Jesus uh, I found myself you know going to going into school and going to high school you know being pressured to you know act like the others you know do what everyone's doing you know going to certain parties or, or you know behaving like you know young teens do but I was I was so blessed that you know i found jesus christ in that critical time because i was very grounded and i didn't need to be swayed by the peer pressures i was able to stand firmly upon the rock which is jesus christ to you know help me and direct me and, and live a godly life uh, and not being pressured to you know do what the world does so that was such a good turning point for me what advice would you give to a young person you know that it may have gone you know They've given their life at the age of 16 or 15 mm. or in around that age. What advice would you give to someone that around that age that may be listening right now? For a person that's, you know, given their life to Jesus, um, I think the biggest thing you want to do is really consecrate yourself to Jesus, put your life in his hands because and and really understand why you're doing that. Don't just do it because everybody else, you know, around you, your peers might be going to the same church as you and, you know, you're just following what they're doing. Really understand why you're doing that for yourself um, because it's when you understand for yourself why you're doing something is when you really stick to it. If you're only doing it for, for uh, to look good or you're doing it because you're pressured to do that because your, your, your peers are doing the same thing, then that doesn't last very long because you'll get people outside of the church or people at school or where, wherever you may be, uh, they can easily sway you uh, elsewhere. When you understand that, that, that God really loves you and Jesus Christ really died for you on the cross to, to, you know, to be a ransom for your sins, when you understand how much that love uh, how much that how much he loves you in that regard when you understand why you're doing what you're doing then you know you will be committed you won't be swayed um, by other people amen amen jamie amen 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 words of gold there to anyone that may be listening right now especially if you're in the age of 14 or 15 16 or even 17 or just a young person in general you know that's how it's uh, words of gold there, Jamie. One wonderfully, wonderfully said, my brother. On top Amen. of that as well, that church. You know, you're you're happily married. Uh, you know, you're happily married to, of course, your sister Tash. Sister Tash, I hope she is this. Shout out to you, sis. But um, <laughs> how you know how did it all how did it all begin? How did it all start? There, you know, of course, happily married. But when did that journey begin? Or when did that courtship begin? It it uh, it started 
as as good relationships start is through friendship i think mm. um, we we spent a lot of time together we were involved in ministry together uh, though as little as it may have been you know she was on the sound desk and oh sorry she was on the projector and i was on the sound desk and you know we we you know we talked and uh, trying to listen obviously listening to the the sermon at the time but you know we were at the back so we we we, we said you know we we talked and, and things and, and after services as well we um, we just had uh, conversations she happened to get my number she she says it's um she got she uh she reckons she got it from her dad because she asked me one day you know can you bring salad for youth and i always tease her about that at that moment where i always tease her and say you know you just got that number so you can um talk to me or you know <laughs> you i always tease her that she made the first move because she loved me first and and uh, <laughs> i find that quite humorous that she you know she did that so um yeah it all started with friendship that was the biggest thing and and at the time my pastor was pastor cochran and i was you know getting advice from him you know having uh making sure that you know i was you know subjected making sure that i was accountable uh, but uh, the big, the best advice that he gave me was that uh, and the same as as my pastor now which is my father-in-law he gave me a, they both gave me good advice and you know be be good friends first have a long friendship and a short uh, short engagement that was uh, that was um, a, a really good advice which we took on board Amen. On top of that as well, uh, when that day came, of course, when were you nervous? You know, was it, were you real nervous? That, okay, the big day has come. You're going to, you know, you're married to Tasha, you know, all start through friendship. But what, what was going through your mindset on your, you know, on your big wedding day? On the big wedding day, well, we had already anticipated that for, from, from the get go. I, I made it really clear that when we started uh, going out, I, I made it very clear that I'm not in this for to see how everything goes. I'm in this relationship so that we can get married at the end. And I made that very clear at the start. So I would, we'd, we'd already uh, anticipated it. Um, that's not to say I wasn't nervous on the day because I was very nervous. And and the, when, when I saw her walking down the aisle, uh, you'll see in the pictures if you ever get the chance that uh, I was just bawling my eyes out. <laughs> mm. Um, it's just such a spiritual thing. People that, you know, get married without the covering of God in their lives is, is, a, it's, it's not the same. It, it's really not the same because when you get married under, under God, it's such a spiritual act that, you know, you just in awe of, of God's blessing upon your life. And that's what I found on the day that, you know, it was such a, such a powerful thing, um, that we could be blessed with as, you know, as people that, that we have the, uh, God gives us the, the privilege to, you know, uh, get married. So I'm very blessed in that regard. Amen. Amen. But on top of that as well, Matt, um, uh, on Jamie, was it, was it a challenge in at times well during the friendship or going towards that, you know, towards that stage of getting married? The reason why I'm asking is that because, you know, it's not all, it's not all um, beds and rooms, it's not all, um, you know, roses or you know, a bed of roses or or street of roses. You know, especially going through friendship and then relationship and marriage. Ship. Was it was it challenging? Like challenging in a way, knowing okay, of course we're going to be together, but of course it's like, you know, we've got to understand each other in a unique, you know, in some way or some manner. Yeah, absolutely. They, I would be lying to say that there weren't any bumps on the road. There was mm. absolutely times where, you know. Uh, you had, you know, you had your fights and you had certain things that didn't go so well. But the biggest thing for me was constant prayer. That was yeah. the biggest thing. I prayed every, every night, most nights that, that this was my prayer to God was, you know, if this is your will for me, God, then let it come to pass. If, you know, if there's anything that comes against us, help me to get around it, help me to get through it, you know, remove the situation. And every time we'd go go through a, a dark patch, God would would bring us through it, would would help us through it, and uh, that's when I knew that you know God is really uh, having His hand upon this relationship. So the biggest thing for me was in constant prayer as well as constant communication. 
Um, that was the biggest thing is just, you know, there are times when you can just let things go and not really discuss it, but it can be detrimental to your relationship. So even though at times where we really had to, you know, open up to each other and, 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 you know, be vulnerable to one another and, and, and express our, our, you know, express our concerns with one another, that was really critical for us to do that and, and have that really open communication, you know, as hard as it was at the time, it was, uh, you know, beneficial and it was necessary for us to go through them because I found that each time God would move us past a, a, a situation, a terrible situation, then there would be a period of, of you know, closeness and then another another problem would come up but this problem is much, uh, much uh, harder than the previous one. But you, when I look back at my uh, courtship and when I look back at, you know, our friendship, God was leading us to a, a point where, you know, for us to be married. But each time became more difficult. But because we were in prayer and we were in constant communication with one another, God gave us the strength to overcome it. And, you know. God gives us these trials to to make us stronger, and you know He used our relationship, uh, you know, to make us you know better Christians, made us uh, made us a better uh, uh, couple. Awesome, man! I, I, I'm so thankful that you've answered that question very well. Because the reason being is that you know marriage is a big thing. Uh, marriage is Amen. a big thing. It's, it's a big it's a big commitment because. You know, you're, you're taking the journey, you know, you're twined into one flesh, as it says in his word. And for you to answer that, that you know, from and from your perspective and from your own, from your own, um, you know, your own uh, story, your own challenge, challenges face, it's, it's good for listeners to hear, especially those that may be in courtship or those that may be earning to, you know, find out the help in some way or some manner. Because I remember hearing from a minister is that, you want to make sure that you're married to your soulmate, not yourself. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. So, look, and it's it's one, of course, look, I really I really enjoyed the time we had together when these guys came down last year for Nani Says Wedding. And, you know, hey, man, bro, that old, was, yeah, that was great. Going that good old John Street in Cabramatta, you know, <laughs> seeing all the, seeing all the Hey, man, bro, friends. we got to go back and we actually got to go get out the car. And go in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, there, good old John Street in Cabramatta in uh, Sydney Southwest. Um, look, on top of that as well, bro. Look, there's many other things I would like to ask. Uh, you know, were there were there moments not just in regards to marriage, but also your walk as well. Were there moments mm. in your in your walk, you know, in your journey with the Lord that that you wanted to pull out and say, "Nah, man, look, you know, this church stuff is too much for me." It's like all right, I've been invited. It's like, all right, I'm getting into it, but then, you know, okay, I've got, you know, I've got the hype and all that, but it's like, oh man, it's like, I think I'm gonna go go for a walk, go go out for a season. Mm, absolutely, bro. I, I believe that you know, people, each and every one of us, uh, as believers, we go through those uh, moments in life. Uh, we go through those moments in our walk with God, times where, uh, you know, you, you 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 have a little bit of doubt. You know, is this you know really the way? And, um, yeah, there were certainly times where I felt, you know, maybe it's best that uh, I, you know, I step back a little bit because I'm the type of person to to be always avail myself to ministry. So, you know, I was uh, involved in so many things, music, uh, youth, uh, men's groups, uh, you know, so many things in the church. And there were a lot of times where I felt burnt out. And it's, it was in those times where I just felt that it was too much. And I felt like, you know, um, I felt like there was a lot of things that I needed to do within the church as well as things outside the church. And I thought perhaps if I just took a step back and, you know, take a little breather, if you will, that, you know, things might feel better. But, you know, when I... Whenever I think the, think about these things, I always go back to what the the Apostle Peter said when when Jesus was given that uh, when Jesus was telling the people, you know, if you eat of if you drink of my blood and if you eat of my flesh, you know, you um, you're a follower of God. You know, if you follow me in this regard, and you know, when people got offended by this saying, um, the, a lot of the disciples left. But when when Jesus asked Peter and the other disciples, he said, "Well, will you also?" 
leave me. And I go back to what the, the Apostle Peter said at this time. When I, whenever I feel that way is when Peter said, where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. And that's what I found. Where am I going to go? If I go into the world, then that's just darkness and sorrow. I've been in the world. I wasn't, I, I wasn't really in the church to begin with. So I know what that's like. So why would I go back into darkness when I'm in the light? And it's in those moments where I really realize that this is, you know, the best life to live. And even though I feel this way, uh, I feel burnt out. I know that uh, I know that my strength is uh, is from the Lord. I can uh, I can look to the hills where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, who makes the heavens and the earth, and that's where I get my strength from. Amen, 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 Jim, amen. Well, uh, brother, I think we can be we have a good uh, two-hour podcast with this session, brother. <laughs> amen, bro. All right, let's move, let's move on. Look, your your favorite scripture. Your scripture, yep. scriptures. Amen, bro. Yeah, oh. there's 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 a few scriptures, but the one the one I would hold higher than the rest is for me personally. I know we we love as Pentecostals, we love Acts two thirty eight, we love uh, John three sixteen, uh, but for me, my my favorite scripture is Galatians two twenty. Um, it says, "For I'm crucified with Christ; nevertheless, I live; yet not I, but Christ that lives in me." And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. And that's one of the scriptures I love to remember because in times where, you know, I start to doubt my walk with God, I start to doubt the whole of, you know, what's the purpose of being a Christian, you know, if, you know, everyone around us is is going one way and Whenever I feel doubt come into my mind, I always go back to that scripture because it really grounds me in the fact that, you know, that lifestyle which I had before, the old man is no longer me. I'm crucified with Christ, but I'm not, I'm not dead in Christ, but I, I live in Christ. The, the flesh is crucified, but I live in Christ. And I live in, in, in the faith in the Son of God who loves me. He loves me so much that, um, you know, that I can live for him continuously every day. Mm, amen. Amen. One, that's nice. But how about the other scriptures? I know you said he had one, but the, the other scriptures that you uh, that you said, is there any other one you want to add? You can add on another one if you want, my brother, if, uh, if you want. Yeah, of course. I, I love that, that, that famous scripture and, uh, um, if I can name a famous basketball player, Steph Curry, he likes to. Uh, <laughs> he loves the scripture. I love um, Philippians thirteen fourteen. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I love that scripture. You know, when, um, whenever I go through things, t- uh, difficult things, I always remember that scripture. You know, um, he always gives me strength. That you know, I I may not have the strength um, to do certain things, but through Christ, I can be I can be strong. So I love that scripture. So is that Philippians 13, 14 or Philippians 4, 13? 4, 13, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey man, bro. That's okay, it's okay. Sometimes we, we, we miss, we miss, we sometimes we miss all the scriptures that we like. That's it, bro. I, I sometimes do that when I have to preach. I, I say the, the scripture, but I say the wrong reference, but I say what I mean. <laughs> I mean, and you know the thing, that, and you know what you got it wrong is that when you see people do, when you see yeah, people when they're flipping the Bibles, when they're flipping <laughs> the Bibles, they look at each other. They're, they're looking confused. I'm like, what, what, wait, what book is he reading from? Yeah, what, what's this? What translation is this? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, that's that's good, man. It's it's wonderful that you bring forth those scriptures and you've explained them. Intricately, especially in regards to why you love those scriptures, so it's um, it's good to see that you you love your word, my bro. On top of that, as well, look, we're gonna do another scenario. So you got mm. a table in front of you, <clears throat> five um, five chairs, okay, five chairs, five individuals. So mm-hmm. whether it be from Old Testament or New Testament, which mm-hmm. five would you bring to your dinner to the to your dinner table. So this will be the segment um, coming to Jamie's house for dinner. <laughs> I love it, bro. I love this. Uh, I love this question. I, first of all, I would, I would go in the old Testament and go with my man, Jonah. 
I simply just want to ask him what went down, <laughs> literally what went down in the in the be belly of the beast. Uh, I just want to know his perspective. You know what what happened? Uh, you you fell in or you jumped in? They forced you out of the boat. You went in the water and this big fish swallowed you up. What what happened, bro? That's what I want to ask him. I want to get his uh first um first uh, uh his perspective on you know what happened there. The next person I would have. Um, speak to me or have at, on my table is King David. Um, he's one of my he's one of my favorite characters, uh, all time favorites in in scripture. I just want to know, I want to just you know uh, have a conversation with him regarding everything that went down from you know as a shepherd boy having to fight the the lion and and the bear, and then having to wait so long to. To receive the promise of God that he would be king, and all those times that he he had to flee for his life, and the times where he fell short of um, of God, when he you know when he numbered the people and and when he sinned uh, with Bathsheba, all those things. I want to ask him uh, what went down, how he felt. Um, he would be an interesting guy uh, at the table. The next person I would have uh, talk with uh, have at the table would um, would be. In the Old Testament, again, I would have Brother Moses. I would have him come and, and just explain everything that went down with, you know, what the lifestyle was like in, in Egypt, uh, what his earliest memories were, you know. Um, um, and when did he figure out that he was he was not uh, Egyptian, that he was Jewish? Um, and then, you know, having to, to flee Egypt for his life and be in the wilderness, um, you know, looking after sheep for 40 years and then having that, that time going back to Egypt to, to take the people out and, and seeing all those miracles that were taking place with, with the, you know, with the 10 plagues and not just the 10 plagues, even though that's incredible, but finally getting out of Egypt, going through the Red Sea and, you know, the rest of the journey going into the promised land. It's such a rich history that I would love to have him at the table to to discuss this, and the the other person that in the old I've got a lot of Old Testament people that I want to talk about. I talk <laughs> speak right. with. <laughs> this, this is but, your table, brother. Yeah, this is my table. So <laughs> I'll have uh, I, I I wanted to have Samson as well come, and and it's interesting because you know there are a lot of people in the Old Testament and I can choose anyone. I could go, I could go Jacob, but you know, I, I, I want to have a chat with, with, with Samson and, and, and ask him what it felt like to, you know, have the spirit of God come over him and for him to have so much strength and to explain, you know, what, what he did at the time and, you know, what, what, uh, how he felt in that time. Did he, you know, did he, did he feel, really strong or did he just you know did he get really buff or, <laughs> or did he you know obviously it was you know the, the spirit of god that gave him the strength it wasn't uh his own his own power but it was the power of god but it really just you know to ask him you know what went down because you know it's like a he's like my bible superhero he was basically you know uh, what we would we call a superhero so i'd love to get his take on what happened there and the Old Testament, one of my favorite, sorry, one of my favorite New Testament characters has to be the Apostle Paul. He wrote majority of the, the uh, you know, the, the epistles and he did many great things in the book of Acts. And I just wanted to, you know, invite him to the table and really uh, have a good discussion regarding his, you know, his conversion, regarding his conquest, regarding his ministry, you know, his challenges and, you know, getting his perspective on the early church would be would be amazing because you know he has first uh first uh hand information you know of of how the church began so that would be really good to to have him at the table as well so yeah that's my five oh, wow what a table what a <laughs> table man i feel you know when you mentioned about sam's a bit you know your superior i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> you probably buy some protein powder as well maybe. <laughs> I might have to pray over my protein shake, bro, to get that happening. <laughs> well, there, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So that's uh, so that's Jamie's fire. They'll be coming to his dinner table. That'll be a wonderful time of fellowship. Amen. Well, look, um, Jamie, we're approaching the end of this podcast, and 
you know, look, uh, once again, thank you so much for availing yourself. Thank you for awesome, right? thank you so much for you know uh, taking the time to share your story for God's glory. But before there's a, there's a couple of, uh, questions before uh, before we finish up. This the second last one is this: is that you know now you know of course being a licensed minister now uh, with the UPCA, uh, do you see now it's more of a more responsibility put on your shoulders, uh, not only just to help out in the church, but also assist with Pastor Barandoff as well. Mm. I think, I think, uh, I mean, I'm I'm very privileged and I'm very blessed to you know be able to uh, serve in this capacity. But um, my pastor has, uh, before I I you know was able to get this license, he was already preparing. Uh, myself and my brother before he got his as well to to serve he was already preparing us mentoring us into into ministry in this manner so i don't feel so much of 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 pressure uh, i know that uh, uh, you know being being a minister has uh, you know more responsibility placed on me and i understand that um, but it doesn't come with um, much more pressure because we've been you're being mentored in this in this way so I'm very grateful and very blessed that you know my pastor uh, was doing that to prepare us and um, he obviously has a, a vision for um, what he wants us to, to become in in God so yeah obviously I, I take it with 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 respect and I take it with more responsibility um, not only am I representing my church but I'm also representing the UPCA as as a whole so you know um, being able to uh, really hold this in, in, in high regards, um, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very grateful in that. Amen. Amen, uh, Jamie. Look, before I'm talking about that as well, before I if, uh, close this up, uh, once again, thank you for allowing yourself to be on this podcast. Thank you. And also acknowledging Pastor Jeff Barandolf. Um, thank you so much, sir, for allowing me to have Jamie on the podcast. And also a message shout out to the Gospel Lighthouse Church in wonderful Adelaide in good old South Australia. So if you're around the Adelaide region, uh, Adelaide area, or the, um, where, uh, where, where's the church located again, my brother? Uh, the church is located in 8 Colorado Court, Morford Vale. That's where we are. There you go. It's 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. service. Am I correct? Uh, 10 a.m. and 5.30 Okay, 10 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. service, everyone. So those that are living in Adelaide or those that want to visit Adelaide for uh, just to for a family trip or so. But in saying that, once again, I'm going uh, to hand this over to you, my brother, to finish up the podcast. Is this question? I mean, yeah, this question or this, uh, this sort of this uh, advice or so. And the word of encouragement you give to believers or those that are listening on this podcast to finish it off. And I'll give it to you there once again. Jamie, thank you so much. Amen. Uh, well, my piece of advice for anyone that's listening, uh, for the believers that are listening, is that uh, is to remain faithful in God. That's the, that's the biggest thing. Remain faithful in God and, and never compare yourself to uh, anybody else. You can, you can obviously uh, look at the examples of others, but never compare yourself to them because you never know you never know what's going on in their lives. They could, uh, they can show that, you know, their, their walk with God is, you know, so profound, but, uh, and then you look at yourself and, and you think, well, what am I doing? What I'm, I'm not living up to their standard. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this. Sorry, my brother. All good, brother. So, yeah, as I was, I was, I was saying, you know, the, the, my biggest advice would be, you know, don't compare yourself to, you know, anybody. Um, you know, be faithful in your walk with God. Uh, 
make sure you know you're you're faithful in in prayer you're faithful in fasting you're faithful in your ministry uh yeah so my advice is that you know don't compare to yourself to others you may look at somebody else and and, and think you know they're, they're so much more holy than me they they're so much more involved than than i am and, but you never know what what someone is you know doing in 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 the backgrounds you you never know where they're at um, you can look at somebody, you know, as an example. That's that's great, but never look at them and 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 criticize yourself. You know, if you're faithful to God and if you're faithful to, you know, to the to the house of God, to the Word of God, God will bless you for that. God will honor you for that. Um, and 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 God never 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 told us, you know, to 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 do that. But He's encouraging us to, you know, be imitators of of Him. Be imitators. The Apostle Paul said, "Be imitators of me." as I am of God, not viewing other people as, you know, as someone that is better than you. And, you know, you look at yourself and you feel bad, but, but if you, if you're just faithful to him, he will honor you and he will bless you. So young people or, or older people be faithful to God and, and don't compare yourself to others. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Jamie Copeland bringing forth a word of encouragement a word of advice to those that are listening. And once again, Jamie, who just shared his story for God's glory, just being that everyday apostolic. Jamie, thank you once again. And uh, we'll catch up soon, eh? Amen, bro. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's um, such a privilege, man. Thank you so much. It's such a blessing to be able to, you know, speak with you, um, have a good friendship, and I'm looking forward to seeing you very soon, bro. No, right. say it is, my brother. God bless you, bro.